Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Today we've got a crazy entitled parent upset that their kid is going to college. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, entitled parents tell me to freak off in my own yard? Enjoy your free shower? A few years ago, I lived in a house that was a block away from a public park. It was a very large park, and I noticed two soccer games occurring when I left one Saturday to go to the grocery store. When I returned home about 45 minutes later, I noticed there was a truck parked beside my property. The occupants of that truck were on my property. There was two children dressed in soccer uniforms, their mom and dad, and a large Doberman. The Doberman was lying on a picnic blanket, the parents were setting up their family's picnic lunch, and the children were chasing each other, all on my front lawn. I couldn't believe my eyes. I pulled my car into my driveway and walked over to the family, asking them why they were on my property. The entitled mother then snarked at me, what does it look like, we're eating lunch. I asked why they weren't eating in the public park that's a block away, and she responded, it's more peaceful here. In complete shock, I then said, this is private property and you all need to leave now. The mother's response was, go freak yourself you little witch. I was furious. I pay the mortgage, I do all the lawn work, and you think it's okay to trespass and tell me where to go on my own property? So this was the easiest revenge ever. I just walked right beside them to the outside tap that was attached to my sprinkler system and turned it on. The family started screaming and grabbed all their stuff as they ran to their truck. The mother and father screamed obscenities the whole time and said they were going to get me. Well, this is where revenge number two came in. I downloaded my security camera footage, which showed their license plate, and brought it to my next door neighbor, who just happened to be a police officer who was working that day. The parents were charged with trespassing, and I had a smile on my face for the rest of the day. OP was just doing some yard maintenance, they just needed to clean up the mess that was on their lawn. Maybe try to wash their mouths out too. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, parents try to call the police when I ask them to leave. I, 16-year-old female, never dealt with entitled parents, so this is all new for me. For some background, my dad bought a small house, two bed, one bath, near a beach for my grand aunt. And the house has always been in our family. It's on a small patch of land with some yard to the sides of it, with an old metal shed with some glass windows towards the back. Everyone in our family uses it, and we rent it out when no one's there. We went down this weekend because it was going to be fun and we needed to get ready for renters. It's close to a community park and pool, so it's always a little loud and sometimes busy. Behind us is another small house with barely any yard. My parents went out to get some hardware when I stayed home to work on some schoolwork. They can take a long while because traffic is absolutely terrible most of the time. Kids tend to play on our lawn but don't get really loud so we don't mind. I heard a loud bang on something metal but I didn't see anything from the window so I went back to work. Again, I heard it around 5-7 to seven minutes later. I went outside this time because I didn't know what it was. Apparently there were two boys, 10-12 to 12 years old, playing kickball in our yard. They seemed surprised when I stepped outside the house. I asked them what they were playing and they said kickball. 
I asked if they could try avoid hitting the shed and the house. They agreed and went back to the house behind ours when I left. 15 minutes go by, I hear it again, but I assume it was a mistake because kids can't really control their kicks sometimes. I hear it again four times in the next 10 minutes. I went back outside and found the kids on my family's land again, but with the parents. The boys didn't change and were still kicking at the house and shed. When they saw me, they stopped playing. I asked the parents and the kids this time to help the kids avoid hitting the house. They seemed to be annoyed by me and told me that they're watching them and that I should mind my own business in a pretty snarky way. I was pretty surprised because an adult never talked to me like that. I said I wouldn't mind if they would just stop hitting the house and shed. They said I was being an ungrateful kid on vacation. I responded saying that the yard they were on was owned by my family and so was the house they are hitting, so I don't want it to get damaged. They couldn't care less and pretty much said, well, they're kids and they don't know better. I suggested they could play in the park, 5-10 to minute walk away, so they wouldn't hit anything and would have more room to play. They seemed offended and said they weren't paying for that stuff and I was putting their kids in danger. I said it was open to the public, free of charge, and it was right next to a police station. They seemed to ignore that and said if I don't get away from them and their children, they would call the police for harassment and putting kids at risk. I'm annoyed at this point, and I reminded them that they're on my dad's property and that they could have damaged the property. They seemed angry that I said that and went quiet for a bit. The kids seemed somewhat embarrassed, and the oldest seemed mortified and asked if they could just go to the park. The mom said, you're right, kid name. We shouldn't waste any more time on this ungrateful brat. They left promptly with the husband and the younger kid in tow. I was shocked and stood there for a bit and soon went back inside. Definitely a new experience and one I don't want again but will probably encounter again in life. That's so funny that OP had a completely rational suggestion such as, go to the park. The entitled parent goes, no, and then their kid suggests it and they go, great idea, let's get out of here. If it's not their or their adjacent idea, oh, it's for sure a terrible idea. Our next story is, my mother refuses to put her seatbelt on while I drive, stating, don't worry, cops won't do anything to you. To give you some background, that's the same person that threw me a bag of chips and trying to hit me because she couldn't win an argument over her not being able to use a credit card. Also, for my entire childhood, I've been taught that I should always put my seatbelt on when I'm in a car with someone, that's common sense, for both safety and legal, making sure that if something happens, the other person doesn't risk losing his or her driving license because of me, purposes. This thing literally happened sometime earlier this morning. My mom asked me to take her to the city center of my hometown, and I had no problem with that. The thing I had problems with is that she didn't want to put her seatbelt on, even when I asked to do so, stating that the cops wouldn't take points off my driving license if they pulled us over. That conversation went as follows. I said, put your seatbelt on, please. She said, no, I'm not going to do that. I said, put it on. Let me remind you, I'm the one driving. If something happens or cops pull us over, my driving license is on the line. She said nothing's gonna happen and the cops won't tell you anything. I say whatever you say. Note that I didn't remind her that in case of an accident, she would have her head fused with the windshield in a matter of milliseconds and neither her reflexes she's so proud of would have saved her. Mostly because of her age and Karenly attitude, but honestly I would have laughed so freaking hard if that happened. I know I should have insisted. 
as also my dad suggested, but I had other things to do at home and I didn't want to have her making a scene over this. I wanted that to end ASAP. Yeah, I can't really blame with OP not wanting to like die on this hill and having a big old blowout over this, but it is definitely a situation they should have just refused to budge on. You know, you just sometimes are in that situation where you just cannot deal with it though. Our next story is, Entitled Mom Wants Me to Change Your Child's Grade. So I'm a first year high school teacher for 10th grade English. I have this one student who throughout the school year didn't try on his work. Examples would be that he'd only half finish worksheets or not participate in what we were doing in class. I gave him plenty of chances to make up work and even do some extra credit as I didn't want to see any of my students fail. Though I know I can't prevent everyone from failing and they have to put effort in for themselves. Well, even after all that, he still slacked off and basically didn't care about it. He cared about passing. He just didn't want to do the work, from what I can assume from the interaction. Anyways, I got an email from his mother the other day asking for a parent-teacher conference. Something that I've done a lot lately since it's only a week until the end of the school year. I agree and set a date. Well, in the conference, the mother starts to tell me about how her son is passing, but barely passing his other classes, and she really wants him to pass all the classes. I told her that I wanted all my students to pass as well because I care about all of their futures, but he hasn't put forth the effort to pass the class. She then tells me that he did the work and put in effort on what he did do in the class, and that I should just drop all the other grades that made him fail for him so he can pass. I told her no, that it wasn't going to work like that, I could maybe give him some extra credit grades that he could do, but even then it might not pass him. She then proceeds to tell me that she'll have him do them if I drop the rest of his failing grades. This went on for some time with not much progress being made until I finally told her the best I could do was replace one of his lowest grades with what he makes on an extra credit assignment. But I wouldn't do anything else, to which she huffed that, we'll see about that. After she ended up leaving, and the next day, I gave him extra credit, but as the deadline to turn them in to me looms closer, I doubt that he'll do it, and he'll fail either way. This is definitely one of the downsides of being a teacher that legitimately cares about their kids. I mean, what do you do when a kid is clearly just going through the motions in your class and doesn't want to put the effort in? I'm just wondering, is there something going on at home that would cause a kid to feel that way? Or is it maybe even an issue that the kid has that's gone undiagnosed? This next story is, Entitled Aunt Wants Compensation for Moving Out After Living Rent-Free for 20 Years My mom has four siblings, she's the eldest, 56, Uncle F, 55, Auntie M, 53, Aunt L, 48, and Auntie C, 39. For a little background, at the beginning of 2004, both Uncle F and Aunt L moved into Grandma's house, while she moved out and in with her husband to his house. Towards the end of the year, my uncle had moved out, left a few hundred dollars of unpaid utility bills, they divided the house in half, so when Mom finally decided to leave my father, we moved in, cleaned our half, and Mom set up a payment plan to start paying out the debts my uncle and aunt had racked up. Grandma moved back into the house a year after. The following year's mom, her husband, and eventually me, when I started working, started paying for renovations, improvements, and maintenance of the house, including rebuilding the house after a calamity in 2017. For years now, I'd been pushing mom to either talk to grandma and get the house deed sorted because A. I don't trust Uncle F and Aunt L 
They're both leeches that love to take advantage of grandma and mom and investing so much time and money in a house her siblings will try to sell as soon as grandma dies isn't fair or smart. B. If grandma didn't want to do that, better to know sooner and put a down payment on another property and start investing in something that mom knows will be hers. Well, finally after years of recovering from the 2017 event, we had enough saved and her grandma was happy with the amount we offered her to transfer the deed and still keeping everything as is, us covering the bills, her groceries and medications, etc. Grandma told my aunts and uncle, aunties M and C had zero problems with it because they both have their own houses and are happy mom's taking care of the house and grandma. Aunt L was pissed and started calling everyone in the family crying on the phone that mom was a heartless runt that tricked grandma into kicking her out of the house. Truth is, Aunt L is a difficult person to say the least. She's had a revolving door of men coming to the house and introducing them to her sons. She spent a couple of years in jail for grand larceny, I think, and decided that the fallout and consequences of that was grandma's and our fault because we didn't take care of her affairs as well as we should have. She has always been physically and verbally abusive towards her sons and partners, such as calling her six-year-old son every name under the sun at 2am because he woke up and came to find her smoking in the backyard. Grandma was growing tired of my aunt, also dumping the little kid on her early in the morning because she's 73, has health issues and gets tired very easy. So she told my aunt she's 48, She'd been living rent-free here for 20 years. It's time to get a job and move on. After the first drama stint, accusing mom of stealing the house and tricking grandma, she announced her 23-year-old son had asked her to move in with him to take care of his pregnant wife. I feel sorry for that girl, to be honest. She took some of her stuff, but left a bunch of broken furniture and boxes behind. We started cleaning, nevertheless. Her half of the house was a pigsty. Everything was damaged and dirty from the floors to the walls to the lighting fixtures. There was an infestation of cockroaches and mice. We also found buckets full of pee in the bedrooms and other various stains in the walls. It took us a couple of weeks to clean, repaint, and repair everything. That brings us to the day of the latest incident. All my three aunts come to visit grandma with their kids on that Saturday before Mother's Day. Grandma's a Jehovah's Witness and can't celebrate holidays with us sinners. Aunt L starts making comments about how... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Clean and nice the place looks. She kept hinting at it until she flat out tells grandma, 
Half of what you got should be enough for my share, or I can just move back in. Grandma was a little thrown off and asked what she meant by her share, and my aunt proceeded to tell her that she's entitled to part of the house because it's her inheritance, and she's lived here for so long, etc. Grandma got really upset, and my other aunts took my aunt away because she was stressing her out. My aunt left angry and, again, started calling people again. How do I know? She even called my father crying saying mom and grandma were making her homeless and maybe she could stay with him if needed since he lives alone. My sister was on speakerphone with him while they got mom's side of what happened. Her crocodile tears and crap stirring with the family have gone so far that grandma promised to give her a couple of thousand dollars, but only if she shows her quotes that she'll use the money for a place to live or start a business because my aunt cannot be trusted with money whatsoever. It's been so peaceful since she moved out and the bills have gone down so much. Unfortunately, I don't think this is the last we've heard from her. I feel bad for everybody in this family because it sounds like a lot of people do care about this aunt, but they're like a lifelong mooch who doesn't have the capabilities of supporting themselves in any way. Like when they go out on their own, apparently they just end up in jail. Just bad decisions all the way through. This next story is Update 2. My parents resent me for starting my own family. TLDR of the previous posts. My parents had a bunch of kids and expected me and my older sister to raise them, then resented me for starting my own family. Currently I'm having health issues and my parents refuse to help. Thanks to everyone who's reached out and wished me a speedy recovery. My surgery was last week and it's going better than expected. All the surgeries and treatments in the past year felt like it was just keeping me alive. But with this surgery, kidney transplant, I feel like I'm working towards getting my normal life back. It's been hard and painful, but I was expecting it to be worse, so I can't complain at all. Anne is always telling me that she doesn't get enough credit for being funny, so the fact that so many of you laughed when she told me I was pretty has made her happy. She said, I like these Reddit people. The whole post started because I was having a conversation with one of my sisters, I'll call her Six, since I can't keep making up names, plus she's following this thread and will hate that I'm calling her that. Six had had a fight with our parents, and I was sharing with her that Anne and I had recently set strong boundaries with them, and encouraged her to do the same. So she did, and they did not take it well. This led to several conversations with different siblings, both five and nine, also decided to set some boundaries. This also led to other siblings deciding to confront our parents about how they've treated me this past year while I've been sick. Jane, the oldest, called me the day before my surgery to check on me, and we ended up talking about our childhood. We've not been close for a number of years. However, I feel like we bonded on this call. It was interesting talking to her as an adult and reliving some things. She's been in therapy for a few years, and she said sometimes she'll be talking, and her therapist will stop her and say, Jane, you just casually rolled through some messed up stuff. We need to stop and unpack this. For a long time, I've blamed her for the way she treated me when we were younger, but now I'm beginning to understand that she was also just a kid trying to cope. I have a lot more grace for her now. We've been texting a lot the past few weeks. My parents did come visit after the surgery, but we didn't talk about any family drama. My siblings have said that they're not taking these new boundaries well at all. I hope that one day they wake up and realize that all eight of their children are disappointed in them and they need to work to be better people. But I'm not holding my breath. 
It seems they're all placing the blame like they normally do. This is just an attack by the devil. Anne and I decided that moving forward, we're going to continue low contact with strong boundaries. With such a large family, going no contact would be hard and create a lot of awkward situations where we would still have to see them. We've also talked to our kids and they've both expressed that they want to have a relationship with their grandparents. While I don't expect my parents to change, I do believe they will respect our boundaries. My attitude toward them has also changed. I no longer feel like I owe them anything. We'll continue a relationship with them because it's what's best for my family, not because they deserve it. Lastly, I received a recommendation for a family therapist, and I have an appointment scheduled for next month. I just hope everybody in OP's family that's going to that family therapist embraces the idea, because I just think it's such a great idea, even when you think like everything is functional, or like you feel like things are in a pretty good place, I think it could always help. Our next story is, I told my entitled mother that it's her own fault, none of her kids will open up to her. My mom is currently mad at me after I told her the honest truth. I know it sounds entitled on my part, but my mom has brought this on herself. For my, trans male, 16, whole life, I'm the eldest, she's coded into me that I'm supposed to help her. I'm supposed to push my emotions, my mental health, and or physical health out of the way to help her. I remember very young, I would sit down and let my mom hug me and cry on my shoulder about whatever was happening. I thought this was normal, and when my little sibling was born when I was two, I was forced to give everything up for them. That meant baby clothing, food, shoes, etc. I had to get my clothing from the lost and found, which 9 out of 10 times didn't fit. Around 2013 to 2020, it got really bad. My dad came back into the picture for good when my sibling was born, and they hurt us often. They'd leave us chores that no kid should do alone, like cook and wash dishes, including knives, etc. It got really bad when a teacher called the Department of Children and Families on us, and we had to move because of it. I was beaten and told all of it was my fault. We moved to a small town, and there for six or so years from 2017 to 2022, almost 2023, we stayed there. It was torture. We lived in filth. We had too many dogs and people I was forced to care for. My abusive uncle moved in with us and hurt me along with my parents. I was forced to have straight A's while having to do after school activities and study on top of cooking for 7 people, cleaning after 7 people, and 6 to 22 dogs and help raise my siblings. I remember one day I was cleaning and I just snapped and cried my eyes out. I was too tired to finish. I always felt too tired to finish anything after that, no matter how much I pushed myself to do so. My parents hurt me, said things that hurt me, and brought me into their fights constantly. I was forced to read about other kids' abuse and told I wasn't being abused. There's so much more, but while that happened at home, I was also being stalked and harassed at school by a lot of people, so I became too depressed to shower. I covered up more I gave up on myself. I wanted people to leave me alone and not to touch me. That didn't stop them, especially the boy that stalked me. No one helped me and we moved into a trailer surrounded by predators for a couple of months in the beginning of the year. I was again forced to clean and cook and take care of people. I broke and that's when I went to the mental hospital for the first time. My mom's now with her new girlfriend who we're living with. I will say that this new house is way better than the last 10 years of houses, but my mom is still the same vile woman who hurts people. Today, my little sibling, 14, non-binary, 
had a mental breakdown and my mom yelled at them for not wanting to tell them why they were crying. My mom went to complaining to me and told her I don't care for the first time in forever. I told her it's her fault we don't want to talk to her and it's her fault we are the way we are. If she would have taken better care of us, or at least have ended the pregnancies with us, we would have been better off than her hurting us. She started crying and saying how she didn't mean to, she's sorry, it was my dad's fault. I reminded her that I still didn't care about her or her problems, and honestly the main reason I'm getting my new job is because I'm trying to get away from her, and I hope my siblings do that same soon. She's now crying still, and I couldn't care less. It's her fault, all of it is. I wanted a mom and never got one. I wanted the bare minimum and never got it. My siblings wanted the bare minimum and never gotten it and now we're running away from them slowly. It's not our fault we had terrible parents. I honestly agree with OP, they were terrible parents. And like, I'm sorry that you're crying now, but that doesn't make up for the lifelong trauma that OP had to deal with. And obviously will probably continue to deal with for the rest of their lives. I mean, even with therapy, you can have the best therapist. I think it's still always going to be some kind of struggle or you're going to have flare-ups. I hope for OP's sake that they can get onto their own two feet and just focus on continuously improving. This next story is, my mom is mad that I decided to leave for college earlier than necessary. For some background info, I had posted on Am I the Jerk before about how my older brother would constantly eat everything in the house and would not contribute anything to the family. He's 23. We would then be left with bread, water, and pasta while him and his girlfriend would constantly go out for food while also paying no bills and leaving everything on my mom. I have a gluten problem, so I can't eat bread and pasta and I'd essentially be left starving almost. Once I did get a job, I'd buy things I'd be able to eat, gluten-free products, and he'd still eat everything in two days, and for the next week I was left to starve again. It got to the point where I had lost so much weight, my doctor was concerned. He recommended I started to drink some protein shakes and get a better balanced diet. I had bought a few cases of insurers and when I went to get them the next day, they were all gone. So I immediately purchased a mini fridge and installed a lock on my door. This was fine for about three months until I came home and my door was removed and my mother berated me and basically yelled at me for holding out on them. Anyways, to sum that part up for the next few months, nothing changed. But I was able to eat a little more and I'm up to a healthy weight. I also got a full ride to my top college and they invited me to their honors college in a summer program which will give me college credits and they'll also fly me out to them. All I'd have to pay for was my dorm supplies and clothes if I wanted any new ones. When I told my mom about it, she immediately said no to the program and to college because I'd be leaving her and she needs me because I'm her rock and I can't just leave her with my brother? Like okay? Then kick him out and live by yourself. This is the same man she protected and kept taking his side during arguments. Everyone in my family has cut him off but her. After like three arguments about the program, I enrolled anyways, because my grandparents gave me money to pay for my enrollment and board fee which was like $500, but since I'm 17, they emailed her to confirm if I could go. Luckily she was cooking, so I just ran into her room and accepted it myself and deleted the email. Well, the program starts June 11th, and the whole week before that I was packing and slowly hiding things in my grandparents' house until it was time for me to leave. I don't know how, but my mom found out. 
and called the college to say she never signed the slip and that I would not be enrolled, keeping me from going to college. She then broke my computer saying that I won't need it since I won't be going to college anyways. I had called the college and there was nothing I could really do since I was a minor at the time. But two weeks ago, I turned 18 and explained my situation to the college, and they let me continue the program but said I'd have to pay for the flight down here myself. After that, I called my grandma and had her come and get me and the rest of my things. My mom was pissed. She was screaming, crying, and yelling, asking me how could I just abandon her with my brother. After all, she's done for me. I still have the knot on my head from her tackling me and making me bang my head against our concrete stairs. My grandparents asked me if I wanted to press charges, but honestly, I just want to be away from her. She keeps texting me after what happened and said she's going to sue me for emotional damage, but that's not likely since she can't even afford to feed her family. I'm living with my grandparent now and I've never been more fed. I think I'll get all my strength back before I leave my grandparents' house. This is all honestly crazy for me because she's never acted like this. This past year, she's been on a downward spiral. I just have a question, is OP's brother like 500 pounds? Like, how do they manage to put away that much food where nobody else can even, like, eat? Needless to say, I'm glad OP turned 18 and they could get out of that situation and start making some decisions for themselves and not be controlled and try to be entrapped. I don't know what this mom was thinking, but obviously when OP turns 18, you can't just put them on a leash anymore. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.